you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. All right, this is episode three of Open Bar Talk, the uh, podcast dedicated to getting the crazy stories behind the lives of bartenders. I am your host, Jim Search. You can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. You can go on all the social media, find me at Jim Search. I make it super easy. Uh, if you want to email the show, you can do that. Uh, hit us up at uh, openbartalk at gmail.com if you've got some cool stories from your life. Uh, in the bar, around the bar, whatever, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, it'd be dope to get that going. So, uh, without further ado, uh, we will uh, be introducing our guest here in a hot second, uh, but I want to say I'm very excited to have you here in the building, sir. Uh, you know, uh, mutual friends uh, came, uh, came about. A very small world here in New York City, especially in the comedy scene. Very funny dude. Very charming dude. I'll say that. I'll go that far. Very funny man. And in fact, a bartender for a number of years, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that in a hot minute. But, uh, you know, just to confirm that you're not, uh, not lying here. This is, uh, you're in fact in, in, a, in the game of the bartenders. Uh, but Khalil Walker, everybody, how you doing, my friend? I'm excellent, man. Happy to be here, dude. Very excited, very excited. Yeah, I'm very happy to have you here as well. We had a little technical difficulty at the top, but you were very patient, uh, and for that, we are truly grateful. Um, So, yes, uh, thank you for coming through and doing the show here, my friend. Uh, So, give our listeners a little bit of an idea. How did you get into the world of bartending? I started bartending uh, by chance, really. I was always out of bar drinking, uh, and when someone quit... Need a little extra cash, and they were like, "Hey, Clue, have you ever bartended before?" I was like, "No, but I'm willing to learn." So that's where I started cutting my <clears throat> cutting my chin and like really getting after it, and started as a bar back. And then that basically just meant anytime the bartender got too drunk, then I had to start serving <laughs> customers. Uh, and then, in true New York fashion, every time I applied for a job, I claimed that I'd been bartending for longer than I actually had. Uh, people asked for cocktails. I looked it up on my phone, and eventually. The star was born. So, so you effectively uh, flew by night uh, for the. How long would you say you were flying by night before you like actually got your feet underneath you and like felt like you didn't have to look into your phone? I knew the drinks that I liked from the beginning. Um, <laughs> other things, uh, vodka soda. Got it. Mm, I was like, oh, I know how to make an old fashioned. I was like, Manhattan. What is that? Uh, but I think the real the real gift was working with really talented bartenders, and obviously they don't want to have a weak link in the chain, so everyone kind of just trains you up, and at the end of the day, it's like whatever commitment you put towards learning, it, uh, it'll come together. Gotcha, gotcha. So when, uh, so when, how long have you been bartending? I uh, started bartending in 2012. And I'd like to believe that I retired in 2019, but if these, <laughs> if these next few checks don't come in, you might see me back there. See you behind the stick again. Um, so, so that's what, like seven years, we'll say? Yeah. Seven years in the game. Where did, did you start here in New York? Uh, yeah, the first bar I worked at was the Thirsty Scholar in the East Village, uh, just an Irish pub. Uh, beauty of Irish pubs are they care less about cocktails and how you pour a Guinness, so... 
those are those are nice training wheels. Uh, and then from there, I kind of bounced around all throughout the Lower East Side, East Village, et cetera. So okay. Um, so base, mainly Manhattan. Never bartended in Brooklyn. Really? I've never done that. No. It's uh, same same principles. Okay. Same uh, same laws of physics. Better tippers apply. or I you know I mean I would venture to say Manhattan because they probably have more money because uh, you're probably dealing with some uh, some folks who just want to spend some cash but that would be uh, that would be my guess right. Um, so now let's, uh, so let's get into it then. Jim uh, does not tip on his beers. I, you know what I do? Um, I'll have you know, that I, I will have, you know, I have, I continue to tip. Um, so as uh, listeners, as you know, um, uh, we are in fact stand up comics. And so I do tip, but when I did start doing stand up and I started getting paid in drink tickets, I didn't have any money. And I was just kind of like, Oh, Here's a ticket, and that is a cardinal sin, and I no longer do that. You know, I, I think people get a tough rap, especially in co- the comedy circle. You know, you, you're handing out drink tickets. Like, that's not really currency. You know, like, that doesn't pay your bills. So oftentimes, you know, as long as you're, like, fairly amicable, uh, I'll never really hold it against you. But I know there are definitely some bartenders out there. Like, if I do anything for you, I need to make some bread. And it's like, Sure, sure. That yeah, I mean it's like they're at work. It is for money. <laughs> this is this is not a nonprofit that I'm a part of, right? Just your comedy career is what's for free. Yeah, that's the 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 line share of it is going to in fact be free uh free work. Um so anyway, uh so yeah, let's so let's get into it then. Uh what starts off with like what would be the one of the craziest stories that you've seen from life behind the bar? So are we are we are we are we going in ascending order? We're just are we, we're gonna we start with maybe a creepy one, you know, one with a very iconic nefarious tale. Uh, I would say the cre- a creepy one. So I used all right, to, go, let's go creepy. Uh, I was working at this sports bar, and uh, it was Rangers Rangers playoffs. The bar is obviously packed, as you know, big iconic moments in sports go. Everyone is tuned in. The sound is on on the board at the bar. There happens to be a gentleman in the middle of the bar. With his laptop open, which, you know, after dark, I think is always bizarre because I don't think he was closing any deals or anything. Sure, yeah, uh, yeah. But then out of the corner of my eye, uh, I realized that not only was he alone, he was just watching Law & Order SVU. Uh, <laughs> what? And it was in the middle of a playoff game. Never, never made sense to me. Uh, definitely thought he was a serial killer. Now, were there headphones on? Yes, he, he did have Apple corded headphones. AirPods had not been released at this time. So. Okay, so so there is Apple. So there is <laughs> headphones on watching Law and Order SVU, which, mind you, you could do at home. Right? Yeah, like I don't know why. Yeah, and he's only drinking Bud Lights. Uh, so you know, I really just couldn't understand why. Of all venues, you know. Sure. It, it like what what brought him to a sports that particular sports bar during the playoffs as a patron watching television. I always feel always felt as a bartender like if you're at a bar you should definitely be present. Uh you know, reading there's a tough it's a, it's a fine line, you know, I think you can read before dark at a bar, you know. Like, <laughs> if you're in the bar at a daytime, you know, I definitely know the daytime drunks, you know, they have their paper or whatever, or, you know. You're the same guy from Hawkeye Reads on Subway. You know, you can read at the bar. But, you know, once once happy hour is over, it's time to put all, put all your stuff down. Put, and get and get into it. Yeah. And, and, get be, and be part of the game. 
So, all right. So I have some uh, questions regarding said uh, Law and Order SVU watcher. Um, he enga- So he engaged with no one. Right? No one. M- watched multiple episodes. Multiple episodes. How did he tip? Did he, was he tipping? He's like, he, had, he, he it was on a card. So, I, you know, it's always a dicey situation. I'm an old school guy. I love cash. You know, each time you break me off, so I know what type of person you are. You know, always dangerous to have someone run up a big tab. And then you're like... This is going to be the one that's going to make my night. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't. Uh, at the end of the day, he did tip like, you know, a solid 20, 25%. Offered him a shot. He said he doesn't take shots. So he was just drinking Bud Light, the logical equivalent to water. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just in the world of bar. Wa- water and SVU. Wow. That's fucking, that is creepy. <laughs> that is uh, that is a very awkward situation to be a part of. Um, all right, so what? Uh, you know, what? Are, where else are we going with this? So you, you, we, we did creepy. Okay, uh, at a bar I worked in in Soho, uh, we had a pretty high profile guest come in the the daughter of a former president. Uh, oh wow! Okay, she was accompanied with, by the Secret Service. Uh, she ordered several gin and tonics despite being underage. I, knowing that she was the president's daughter, served her because I... That's your patriotic duty. Yeah, that's the idea. Uh, And no less than 20 minutes later, she was inhaling a powdery white substance with the owners of the bar. So (gasps) I would say that that would rank as an all-time... Yo. (laughs) Now, all right. Did anyone else? So, um, were there there were other people in the bar, right? Yes, yes, there were other people in the bar. And so, were they? Did they? Did everyone kind of pick up? uh, They, I would assume, they'd have to pick up on the vibe if there's secret service. Multiple secret service. Yeah, are they agents? Are they they officers? Secret servicemen? Women? I don't know. Secret the secret service. We'll say. Okay, okay, yeah. We're just comics, not scholars. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So there is multiple secret service around. So then, the general vibe is like this is someone important, right? For sure. And did anyone else know? Like. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, is like, He's like name her. Yeah, I, mean, I will not. I will let. I will elude. Give, give me the source. I need to know. No, um, I don't want the NSA to uh, pick this up. That would be horrible. Um, we will not make this podcast any more popular than it already is. I don't. There's there's certain there's certain traffic I want, and there's other traffic I don't. Right. Um, so so she came in. Well, now again, uh, I'd, I'd have to ask. How does uh, how does a president's daughter tip? Like, I would say that due to her youth, uh, was not one of the more memorable tips. Got it. And so, so now again, but well, like definitely not short on cash though. I know that her family is well. There's a presidential library. I know that they're doing okay. They're doing they're doing fine now. Um, so and she was by herself. She had one. She had one friend with her. She had a friend she with just her. One girlfriend out with her. Interesting. Two gin and tonics. Two gin and tonics, and then uh, white substance ab- abounds. What, um, what? What were the Secret Service doing? Like, so this is the craziest thing about it, right? You know, uh, you know, we're living in crazy times. We're living in crazy times. I, uh, I was pretty shocked to observe that the Secret Service. Just stood around her while she, you know, took part in these activities. Uh, I was like, is, are none of them going to try it? Is anyone going <laughs> to confirm that this is safe? Uh, yeah, they were cool with it. Uh, 
That's crazy. Seemed like pretty standard fare. Uh, it's a Friday night for just a regular Friday night, right? You know, and that's that's what's funny, man. Is like, and just as you're telling the story, like <laughs> that they they I'm assuming they came in first, right? Yes, they came in first, flanked and- two in the front, then two two in the rear. Just wow. And then she just kind of saunters in with her friend. Yeah, powdered bleach, man. That's that was, that's what they. Wow, that's fucking hilarious. Like, and then I, I can imagine that then the general like vibe and tenor of the bar then shifts, right? Because like. Yeah, 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 for sure. Definitely, everyone in this bar was pretty self righteous, so no one was super alarmed but it was definitely confusing uh they were not dressed like everyone else uh the secret service yes they yeah, they they were not dressed like cops in the subway uh, interesting were, it was like suit tie yeah. like earpiece yeah you know there's always a little earpiece or whatever. tango uh or whatever they they say tango foxtrot yeah or whatever, whatever they whatever they talk about um now how long did how long was she there uh, she was there for about an hour or so. Uh, we then had a staff meeting later on where, uh, they said that cause we got into the newspaper about it. Uh, really? we were in page six. Yeah. So that was nice. And they said that she would never be allowed back due to her youth. Uh, but then she came back a week later. Uh, <laughs> I guess you just don't tell the president's daughter no. Yeah, I bet. So, well, here's the thing is, did, um, so the owners, wait a minute. So there was powder substance abounds, right? Soho, baby. Wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, look. You know, I, uh, I see it. I believe it. But, like, so powder substance abounds, right? And then after the fact, they're like, you can't come back here anymore. No, the owners were doing the substance with her. Right, this right. is a full community vibe. And so they say they, they were just saying that due to the high-profile nature of this patron that we would not be letting her back in. Uh, she was back a week later. Same order. Same, same cocktail. Same uh, cocktail. Uh, a regular. Yeah. It's like cheers. You know yeah, I mean? she walked in. I knew what she wanted. You, 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 saw, you saw the look. Now, was it – so was it – again, same setup, like two – Always, yeah. Just secret, this, two yeah. Secret Service come in yeah. and then two in the – They don't like – they don't necessarily clear the room, but they definitely like they, – they're lead blocking, if you will. Got it. They're kind of, yeah, uh, setting a pick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, setting the proverbial You're pick. not going to run up on her. Right, right, right. Well, that was the other thing I was going to ask, too, is, is like – was anyone like did anybody try and like hit on it? Like oh, she was getting hit on that. That was allowed. Like okay. yeah, they, yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't yeah. It wasn't like your parents at prom as a chaperone. Like I think the general idea is that they were just there. Uh, I didn't really see them. They weren't very secretive and they weren't doing much protecting. You know, they were just <laughs> they were just there. Like homies were just watching. Like you know, like making yeah. So okay, I, I like. Letting normal, letting normal like bar discourse happen. Yeah, right? of course. No but, one grabbed her ass, but I think she might have been. Who knows? She might have. She might have allowed it in advance. I don't. Who? Do, yeah, I, mean, I was stuck behind the sticks. So, so there was no. You couldn't. You weren't trying to slip a number. Or I anything. was. I wanted. I would love to be presidential. Um, the, the, maybe. Stories like this probably might keep me from the White House, but. Then again, I feel like everyone could slide in at this point. Yeah, it's a pretty open door, right? Jim, this is not the end of my presidency. (laughs) My future is bright. Yeah, well, we can see that. We we can tell that. You said I was charming. Yeah, you're charming, I'm going to take that to the bank. Yeah, look, I would would say you should absolutely run with that, sir. So 
Now, this, so was this all at the same bar at the Law & Order SVU? No, Law & Order and- SVU, totally different sp- uh, Irish sports bar. Uh, this, presidential, this presidential affair, that was a, uh, a nice nightclub slash bar lounge in Soho. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. And so, so I, like have- to, I like to keep all my activity below 14th Street. That's general same. Rule, of, rule of thumb. Same. Uh, in terms of uh, nightlife, et cetera. Um, so have you so have you worked like the dive bar situation at all? Uh, I've never worked in a true dive bar. Uh, but for me, Irish pubs can sometimes come close. Uh, I've worked at one that some that were a little more cocktail driven as well as some that, you know, you walk in, it smells like bleach. Uh, mm-hmm. Just midday construction vibes, you know. Which, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some midday midday nonsense. Yeah, beer shot type guys, you know, beer shot dudes that <laughs> uh, you know always have a uh, always have an opinion on something. You know, spike coffee with a uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. You know, I've, how to how to get that day started? That guy's gonna be moving a crane less than an hour later. <laughs> um, yeah, you you have to think, man, that you know those early drinkers, right? how their day then goes after that well the irony is that they're typically asleep by 9 p.m and either by choice or just the booze has finally kicked in they they're they're eliminated you know has has pulled has pulled them into a nice slumber Mm. right yeah now, well, let me ask you. So that being said, um, have you uh, had any exchanges experiences with those who have passed out at the bar? Yes. Uh, the reminder that a head cannot rest on the bar has been articulated to numerous people in my day. Uh, mm-hmm. hey, it's tough, man. Like, you know, you can normally see it in people's eyes. Like, they're gone. Uh, now, so, like, I'm only about 150 pounds, so... Dead weight is not my specialty in terms of maneuvering. <laughs> right, uh, right. Try to use finesse in those situations. I would imagine that perhaps, uh, yeah, the art of diplomacy is 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 a better route of going. Forever saying, "Hey, man, we should grab a smoke." They're like, "I don't smoke." I'm like, "But well, we should still, we should we still, should still st- get outside and see what that's about. See, uh, see how that, see how that works for us." So, um, so that, so. Uh, then with that, like, do you have any sort of experiences with people who you have asked to leave and they have not been so receptive to that? Yes. I will never forget. Uh, I worked uh, July 4th by myself uh, several years back. Uh, and a guy came into the bar uh, asking for Hennessy. Uh, hopefully that alludes to, you know. I, I, just, can, I can play guess the race on this one. Yeah, okay, good, good, yep. good. I'm there uh, I informed him that we didn't have Hennessy, but we had another type of cognac, to which he replied, it's not the same, um, which is accurate. Um, <laughs> it's just the same style of spirit. Right. Uh, I eventually served him that. He was okay with it. I then began, I know music is playing the bar. Maybe I did a little two-step behind the bar. He then accused me of staring at him. Uh, oh shit. He then said that he was going to fight me. Uh, I looked to his left to, you know, some other members of his party and I was like, please help me. Uh, (laughs) at this bar, all we had was about a 12 to 15 inch flathead screwdriver. That was our only means of protection. Okay. You know, that, that's something you would, should incorporate in the show. Like 
what forms of protection the bar have for you. What you do you? Know? Yeah. What's yeah? Are you strapped? Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. like you got a grip. Yeah, I never did. Uh, I <laughs> I was just squealing. Uh, that was that, I was yelling help as loud as possible. Uh, now, what were his friends? So his friends behind the bar, or his friends? His were friends like, were like, "Oh, you know, relax, man. You know the classic, like, oh, yo, you bugging, fam? Like, you know, one of these sort of scenarios." To uh, his friend, yeah, like, you know, okay. the, the, the members of his crew were, you know, very, very nice, very friendly. Uh, I told me I had to leave. He was like, "If I have to leave, you're coming with me." Oh wow! Um, okay. I informed him I was still on the clock, so I, <laughs> it, was, it, was not a, it was not an ideal moment. I can't uh, leave right now. His friend assured me that he would get him out of there. He would also pay for his cognac and informed me he was recently released from jail. Um, I was about to ask, uh, or about to say, this isn't behavior of perhaps someone who's an accountant. Yeah, you know I mean? no, no, no. The CPAs are lovely. Yeah, uh, a much, much more tamer crowd. You know, right? it was a, uh, it was definitely a wild experience. Uh, I'm not a fighter, if you couldn't tell from my lovely voice. Uh, velvet. Yeah, yeah, also clear, velvet. yeah. I'm just a very soothing, calm type of guy. Uh, but yeah, man, that was a, that was the closest I've ever come to blows in terms of telling someone to leave a bar, uh, getting people. The craziest thing is, you know, on Fridays and Saturdays at bars, you have the protection of, like, security, et cetera. Uh, but daytime shifts or week weeknights, uh, you know, labor, man, they try to keep things lean out there in hospitality. Right, so, right, exactly. You know, things can really, really pop off. And, yeah, I think, in, I think long ago people were safer, but now, you know, things can definitely get weird. At, a, at the drop of a dime. Keep your regulars well hydrated and they will always protect you well i was gonna yeah it's, in some instances you have an in-house security with your regulars right there are those who perhaps were regular. i particularly like women so mine are great to look at uh not but always packing the heat not not ready to roll but if jim pulled up to my spot he would be well taken care of oh man i appreciate that he'd be man. giving me drink tickets i'd be like don't worry <laughs> about it just in in the event that uh i need you to escort someone perhaps you could help me out with mr that. search looks ready to rock yeah well in a, in a different era in a different era <laughs> i i was i was uh, i was a different guy in my mid-20s gold gloves yeah, golden gloves uh, all day. Uh, so, so was this all right? So I was back to this um, the July Fourth cognac uh, yes, yes. incident. Was this during the day? Uh, Post fireworks. Okay, uh, so this was night. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, this was probably around dusk, if you will. <laughs> uh, well, this is when they come out. Is that dusk? Yeah, no, yeah, the yeah the. Recently released from the tombs. Yeah, uh, when you come out of the uh, out of the cooler, they're uh, they're ready to go. Yeah, man. Uh, it's all. It's always. A, it's always a. It's always an interesting statement. You know, bar, not a lot of bars downtown tend not to want Hennessy. You know, due to the claim of the crowd it attracts. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, if you see a bar out there with Hennessy, you know you support that bar. You say thank you for having everyone's needs uh, for, for being an inclusive space. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like no one wanted that Pierre Fernand, bro. They, you know, they, Hennessy has a ring to it, and they want they want the Hen Rock. If La- you will. I mean, the last time I had Hennessy, I was at a Kanye concert and took my shirt off. So yeah. I understand that he wasn't totally in the wrong. He, it, yeah, it, it might it might bring a certain uh, certain element, a certain vibe, right? Hey. 
And we can't we can't point fingers out here. No, no, that's 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 not that's not the point of the show. This is that's not we're, we are here to hear your story, to hear the the shit you've seen. I feel seen. Yeah, I was gonna say this is you. I hope so. That was also the point, Khalil, is for you to feel uh, visible in this in this space. Um, so so from there, right? Um, have you uh, have you ever seen dates gone bad? Like, what are what's the dating like when? Ooh, you got. I mean, you gotta love. I mean, this modern, you know, app dating world, uh, a lot of strangers just, you know, convening. Uh, often, you know, pe- one person's going to come in earlier than the other. Uh, women tend to be earlier. Uh, so it's always funny to see a girl sit down at the bar, you know, ask for a menu. You know, you check in a couple times, you're ready to order. She's like, I'll wait. No, mm. it, I mean, it really determines the type of lady. You know, I love a lady that's there for a first date. He's late. She's already rocking. She's got, she's got yeah, by the time he gets there, she might be on two or three. You know, that's... That, Have you seen that happen? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, then you know, as a bartender, you know when someone's on a date just because they just, they just they, you know, they're looking around. Uh, I, was actually, I was actually at a bar not too long ago and observed uh, a guy walk in and walk up to three separate women being like, Amanda? Uh, Amanda, I was like, <laughs> I was like, brother, pull up your phone. Like she's in, she's on the app. Uh, I was gonna say, how is that's a that's an interesting approach. No, like you should know what she looks like or have. There's so- a lot of catfishing going on out here, dude. We just want to confirm identities, mm-hmm. uh, two factor identities that need to be. To, if you're not checking ID, you know, maybe you know, go with the Uber approach. Check the license plate, you know. Yeah, that's well. Stay safe. Stay stay safe out here in these streets. So, you, all right. So you said uh, a lot of your regulars are you have women, right? Yeah, yeah. Have you uh, been privy to bachelorette parties? Any of that sort of fucking nonsense? Uh, yes, I've been around multiple gaggles of women uh, behind the bar. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, it's. Talk about mob mentality. I mean, I think I think bachelorette parties are like lo- they're essentially logically equivalent to SantaCon. You know, mm. it's have it's, you worked at SantaCon? Regrettably, yes. It's a one and done sort of scenario. Uh, any mob mentality is just dangerous for the game. You know, it's just <laughs> when people start dissociating with who they are and uh, have no regard for human life. Um, That's fun. Talk about emboldened. Uh, there is a lot of emboldened, uh, emboldened folks. Yeah, you know, I mean, bachelorette party. Everyone's like, "It's her bachelor. She's getting married. She's so important. She's, you know, uh, yes, we are all important. Uh, we all, we all have a voice. Yeah, yes, uh, these tequila shots will not help. Um, you don't like a bachelorette party where there's like a list of activities that she must do. You know, like a photo with a stranger or kiss a man on the cheek or right, right. Too, those are too involved. You know, I feel like they might be rushing a sorority or something. There's uh, well, yeah. There's a thin line, right? There's a thin line between all of that. Um, so you were, so you worked SantaCon this yes. this past year? No, 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 no. In every in every adult's life, you have to draw the line. Uh, as I've advanced in age, boundaries are uh, a major part of maturation. Uh, so SantaCon was in my in my, my youthful days in the in the bartending in the bar, game. in the bar world. So what was Obama that? era SantaCon? So this was Obama. Okay, I was going to ask: Is this uh, Trump or Obama? No, no, Obama, uh, Obama, Obama Con. It was Obama Con. Okay, so you saw some black Santas out there. I mean, not enough. 
uh, there were more black people celebrating Santa Con, it would get canceled. So mm, that's that, that's a fair point. You know, a- if you saw a black Santa in your local Rite Aid doing cocaine at 9 a.m. drinking a White Claw. I think <laughs> we would have to stamp that out. That we would, would there would be there would be an end put to that. We'd put the kibosh on that. Um, so what? So do you have any memories from that SantaCon? I mean, people coming in tuned up from ten a, ten a.m. I I I grew up here in New York, uh, so you know these streets are very important to me. Uh, I I you know I also grew up around a lot of a lot of white people, so I have I have a discerning eye as to you know. Yeah, you know, he has short hair. He has, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera. SantaCon, you just can't identify anyone, dude. You don't know who ordered what. Everyone is yelling at you. Oh, uh, Jesus. Some of them, you know, leave some of Santa snow on their lips. Uh, mm. You know, mm-hmm. three dudes in a one-man stall. Um, oh, boy. And you just wish they were making love. You know, like, <laughs> that, while not allowed at the bar either, is something that I wouldn't get in between. You know, I'd You'd much prefer Santa love than Santa snow. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. yes. Okay, that's that's fair. I, yes. could, I could see that. Uh, you know, the first person normally throws up by noon. Uh, that's pretty unheard of since the bar only opens at 11. Uh, it's just... Well, there's there's probably some pregame, presumably. Yeah, it's just a dark, dark time. Uh, I pray for everyone. I hope everyone is healed at this point. <laughs> By the time this airs, I you know, I just really hope that everyone's doing okay. and that not, they're, they're back in a better yeah, place. Yeah, no one's feeling triggered. Um, yeah, yeah I, I wish people could lose their jobs, you know, for SantaCon. That would be... That'd be Less idea. people would be participating. What, um, how are, uh, how is SantaCon tipping? What does that look Oh, like? the worst in the game. Uh, SantaCon is a day that you know it's all about volume. You know, you're, you're going to get, it's a lot of 50 cent tips out here. Uh, mm. it is, uh, it is in many ways though, a bartender's dream. If you can survive it, it could be very, very fruitful and it might add up to, you know, one and a half to three shifts all in one, you know, just because the sheer volume of people makes it delight, you know, like, right. It, um, but woo, when you sit down after that, you know, it's, uh, you earned it. Yeah. You, you earned that seat. Yeah. Right. Um, what, that's uh, the only time I won't give an old lady my seat on the bus, you know, is no, after, is yeah, post Anaconda. That's not, yeah, that's, that's for you. Every other day. You're, you're with that's that. You. That's you. That's fair. I res- <laughs> you got, you got, you got, they don't know my story. Like, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we've all been tired. You know, we have a bum wheel. Like, it's no disrespect. It's just, I was in the midst of Long Island and New Jersey. Yeah. Talking oh. to me heavy. And I didn't, yeah. and I didn't appreciate that. Yeah. How many, how many have you worked? Just two. Just two. One, because it was just handed to me the second one just to, Make sure I was right about what I thought the first time. You wanted to make, yeah, you wanted to make sure that this wasn't a fluke, yeah, and that yeah. this was in fact. I got, then I hung up my hat. I retired uh, and said, "Never, never again. Never, never again. Never again." So have you? So what about like? Have you done like Halloween's that sort of deal? Oh, Halloween's great. Halloween is a, is always a night to remember. Uh, you know, everyone's just you know, women are looking great. Uh, Guys are probably wearing something goofy or crazy, uh, whatever whatever shows recently on TV. Right, uh, right. But, no, I mean, ho- Halloween I could tolerate for life. Uh, the only part you can't tolerate is, like, you know, 
when Halloween falls on that awkward day and you're like, how many Halloweens are there? You know, like. Right. Yeah. Like how many, how many times can you wear a costume? Yeah. You know, like it fell on a Tuesday and then they celebrated the Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday before, as well as the Tuesday that it falls on. And then they come back the next Friday and Saturday. So you get like it, a. You, yeah. You, have, you seem like a type of guy that's out, out here in these streets with multiple costumes. Um, actually not. <laughs> um, I am, uh, I'm iced tea every year. Nice. Because there's no, uh, it's it's the cheapest and the most effective costume <laughs> I can wear is uh, a black Raiders hat and sunglasses. No one is tired of you yet. No, no, I haven't been what, canceled. Okay, <laughs> I, I won't, I won't, and I won't let them cancel me for that either. So that's that's also should that should also be made important. I feel like I feel like I should share with you my favorite one of my favorite quotes heard behind the behind the bar. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, there were there were two there were two women sitting in a corner, um, you know, drinking a couple cocktails. Um, I, I was working with another bartender at the time. He served them. Uh, he then walked to the other side of the bar to deal with uh, to talk to me. As I walked back to where he was before, you know, I walked where to the where, girls where, were? The, where these women were, were yeah. enjoying their drinks. I overheard one of them say to the other, "She said." I don't normally fuck black guys, but I would totally fuck him. Uh, looking from, at you? No, looking looking at looking at my at my buddy. Oh wow, who's also black. But it was a really great moment, just because I just didn't know that's how people how, how that would. But I think it was a compliment, right? That wasn't a that was uh, a, backhanded, <laughs> right? I mean, he's gonna. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sometimes you, any compliment is a compliment. There's no. You know, it, uh, well, you know, to say like, you know, I normally don't fuck X, right? And so, we'll, but I would, but I would fuck him. Okay. Um, he transcended what, race in that moment. I was very, uh, very OJ to, to, to transcend race so easily. <laughs> what did, well, so did you catch like what her friend said from that? Or is she like, yeah, oh, you know, you know, you know, sometimes when you hear these, these, these comments, you know, the friend is just like, yeah, that, I mean, that's fine. You know, it's like, you know, like no outrage, no confirmation. She was, you know, she was going to meet her there. She wasn't like, she didn't give her the me too. Uh, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I would too. You know, she's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. He looks like a snack. Yeah. Like, or yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Right. Oh man. Okay. Wow, I would, and I'd imagine there's been some other zingers over the years. You know, oh man, there it's just I, you never know if it's the alcohol or people are just actually that crazy. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. I, I, want, I wish I had another one. I should. I should prepare a second one. I need, you need a follow up to that. Yeah, level of well, out, that, that level of outrage. I just. Well, I was that, trying to do mic drop, you know. I was yeah, just that was. Oh, that was gonna be the. That was gonna be the. <laughs> oh, you uh, want my closer? Yeah, well, yeah. I was gonna say. Oh, that was your closer, motherfucker. I thought you had some. Had some heat. Oh yeah, no, I'm just gonna head out. <laughs> yeah, that's where. Uh, yeah, that's that's the end of that, right? Um. So, well, before. All right. So has well uh, before you uh, uh ride out the sunset. Um. What has been the craziest person you've seen come in? Because bars are a very open space has well has there been a person who stood out and been like who the how the fuck does this person get in here uh you know 
the crazy, the, you know, the ones that the people that really sneak in are the ones that, you know, maybe the bar is closing. So you've locked the door, but you let someone out. But like the person that closed the door after didn't lock it. Right. So, you know, okay. that, that street troll just like kind of like finds their way in to mm-hmm. any, anyone else that has any degree of human life. Uh, sometimes you just have to give them a roadie just to get rid of them. You know, just like, Hey man, I'll toss you this beer. If you if you head out, if you if you go to another place, or you know they leave the door open and they catch you in typical old school New York fashion, you know you're smoking a cigarette at a bar after it's closed inside, and like, oh y'all smoking cigs in here? It's like, yes, we are uh, because we are not open. <laughs> that's what that is. That's that's a fair that's a fair yes. uh, sort of loop uh, around that human being coming in for that. Uh, I mean, I, I really think that the craziest, the wildest behaviors tend to just come from people that either feel famous or are famous or people that you know. You know, they say it'd be the ones that are closest to you that really be doing you dirty. You know, it's like your friend comes to the bar and just thinks they can just do crazy things like go behind the bar. You know? Have you had a friend? Yeah, so like, what are you doing? Like, I'm, I'm going to get fired and, and, and you, you, you can't just like. Wow. Yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't know if that's a friend. <laughs> Jim, where have you been my whole life? Yeah, uh, you know. I have, a, I have an entire roster of people we need to evaluate. I was going to say, we can, after this podcast, we can just look at these people. And if you have some real potential red flags, I can confirm that for okay. you, if you if you need me to. You I, know? I think I could save anyone. That's why I'm, hold, <laughs> I'm holding on to them. That's just keeping and just trying to keep them afloat. Um, well, you know what? I hope. I hope you can get them there, right? Um, all right. Well, you know what? Uh, thank you for bringing those stories into our world. Just a couple gems. Just a little from Law & Order <laughs> to uh, some potentially racist, uh, I would say, racist white women doing some racist white Just women. Just some commentary too. that Jim did not appreciate. No, nah, I would say. He was not here for it. I'm not. I would have loved to question the uh, said woman on if that. If I could do it over again, I would have closed them out and told them that this was an inclusive space. And and we don't need that. Yeah. I don't need your fetishization of black. Keep that Kardashian bodies. energy elsewhere. Send that shit down the block, <laughs> please. Thank you so much. Right. Um, well, okay. So thank you. Yes. Thank you for bringing those into our world. Um, and now that brings us into our next segment, right? which is um, our questions, our five questions for a bartender, right? So these are just questions uh, to kind of figure out what your world looks like as a bartender, right? And to kind of give us a little insight into how you, how you approach the game. All right. So question number one, what is a myth that people have about being a bartender? So like if someone's like... That it's fun. Um, <laughs> that you chose this life. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean... Bartending, I think, always seems like a good idea. Uh, free booze, a nice place to meet people as well as be with your friends. But it, ru- it loses its luster pretty quickly. Interesting. Interesting. So it's it's not like the shooting the shit with your friends and having a beer and then just doing You that. know, it is nice to pour your own drinks and it's unlimited uh, if you work at the right spot. Uh, but, you know, 4 a.m. closes into... 5 a.m. cleanups into 6 a.m. subway rides, you know, it just, uh, it'll wear on you. Right. Uh, I definitely admit that always, uh, for the most part, always paid well. And that's kind of why it's the hardest to get out of the game, you know? Because the money's, the money's there. You never, yeah, you know, you never, everyone's like, oh, I'm just going to do it for a couple months. 
you know. A couple months turn into two. a couple years. Then you just know one sports injury, can't work on the bar, you got to go fund me, you know, it's just... You got a Kickstarter trying to get back in the world. Yeah, it's like, you know, my ACL is not as it used to be, please support me Mm -hmm. on this journey. My Oscar insurance didn't cover this. (laughs) Well, all right, so... How much CBD ointment do you need? Do you need? I can help you. I I can help you get to where you need, sir. Or miss. Uh, so, well, speaking of money, right, what is the biggest tip you've ever gotten? Uh, In one, like... On a check less than $100, I received a $100 tip. Uh, working in a nightclub, uh, it ended up being, like, a couple, like, almost $1,000. God damn. Yeah. Like, in cash or on a card? That was on a card. In cash, it's probably been, like, 250 or something. 250 Yeah. God damn. Some people are really trying to make your day out here. So, I would, there are some angels and, out. And I love them even more because the IRS doesn't need to know about what tips I'm getting. So, just Anymore. A, word to, a word to the wise. If you love your bartender, tip in cash, baby. Tip in cash. Uh, because again, there's no just in the pocket. So two fifty, man. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Uh, you know, some sometimes bartending is not just about you know the ability to make the drink, but really framing the experience and uh, the charisma that I may have used. You know, performing comedy was always developing behind the bar, and so sometimes people with means were particularly moved by the conversation. They they it behooved them to, uh, and I was I never forgot them. <laughs> there, well, nor should you. That's a that's a, that that can turn your day around. I would say no. Um. So, all right. Question number three: What is your pet peeve of a customer? What pisses you off? Uh, not being ready to order. You know, mm-hmm. you know, the bar can be crowded. If we make eye contact, like this is your time. <laughs> no time to be fumbling. No time to be looking back like, oh, yeah, what did you want? It's like, no, when you, when we link eyes. It's time. It's time to, yes. You got it. You got it. We have to do this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I, in, a, in a close second, it's uh, the person that closes their tab after every drink they order, despite spending a lot of time at the bar. Oh, no. Yeah. I say you can only reopen a tab twice. Twice. Yeah. So you close it. Like, so you have a few drinks, close it, and then open it, have a couple, yeah. close it, and then you can open it. No, 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 it. you don't get a re-up. You only get two closes. You get one. Okay, I got you. I, I see what you're saying. Yes. yes. So I think that I think that's reasonable. You know, it's like, and then we'll go close third, the person that asks you to charge their phone and keeps asking for it back and then wants you to plug it back in. Mm. See, that's, <laughs> see, yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's once not, I juice you up, you best be in airplane mode and you only get it back once. You get it back. Exa- I think that's, that's very reasonable. Bartender, not cell phone charger. Nah, that's a different place. <laughs> You're, I am here to sell drinks. I am not here for your phone, right? Um, all right, so question number four. If you owned a bar, what would you name it? Uh... I always wanted to call a bar a quiet one uh, just because fr- some friends and I used to always joke about going out in the evening like, hey, man, you want to go grab a quiet one? A quiet And you know they don't exist. No, they don't. Yeah, there's no, yeah, so, you know, quiet one was always just a nice, like we said, you know, the velvet velvet touch. Like, you know, sure. Yeah, yeah, one. yeah. 
A quiet one. Um, yeah, I've certainly been in that situation as well, where it's like, ah, I'm just going to have a pretty chill evening, and then 3.30 rolls around, I'm like, let's, let's continue this. The party. trains are running local. I've been out for a minute. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, see, let's see who lives out here tonight, huh? I want to see what everybody's story is. All right, uh, so final question. What is your favorite drink for you? Uh, my favorite drink would be a perfect Manhattan. A perfect Manhattan. Yes. Uh, it is deemed the perfect Manhattan because it is equal parts, both dry and sweet vermouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, some inexperienced bartenders be like, Oh, you want a perfect one? All mine are perfect. Uh, no, that's when, you know, just, uh, I'll just take a tequila on the rocks, you know, just got to hit the curveball. stick, stick to what they know. Yeah. You gotta, but, you gotta stay, you gotta stay with where you are. But as, as a man of class, yes, a perfect Manhattan would be the. Is your, desired is your, bevy yes. is your is your weapon of choice yes. right. i respect that i got respect for that all right so now we come to our final segment right and now this is our segment final called, jeopardy baby this is <laughs> if you will um no this is our final segment which is called what were you drinking now this is a part of the show where i uh, Jim Search, go into my Facebook feed and I find some of the messiest posts that I can look up. And you, as a bartender, um, having seen so many people drink over the years and seen different behaviors from different alcohols, it's up to you to now figure out what do you think this person was drinking when they wrote this. Fair. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. Let's do this. All right. <clears throat> To the rude-ass bitch who just told me changing my child's diaper was disgusting, fuck you. I hope your house burns down. What, what do you think she was drinking when that happened? So this is written by a female? This is written by a woman, yeah. You know, I, I feel like that's just a real... That's like a, that's like, that's, that's like a glass of gin on the rocks. Glass you, of gin on the rocks. Yeah, you know, like gin is great. You know, gin is just like a you know, step up from the vodka... But, you know, gin also has that old man vibe. And, you know, you got that real fire. Uh, uh-huh. So I'm hit. Yeah. The rude ass bitch. Yeah. You know, like a mom, just like a long day and like a glass of Hendrix, you know, just like to the super root. cold. You know, right. Just very. Yeah. That that level of revenge was best served cold. So. Is uh, is is a is a glass of gin yeah. on the rocks. Yeah. 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 On the rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super chilled. Su- super chilled. Very. Fluid. Like one big cube. One of, yeah, one of the big cubes, the giant Ooh. cubes. Yeah. Just sip, burn, and continue yelling. <laughs> so maybe it was like to the rude-ass bitch who told me changing my child's diaper was disgusting. Sip. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> sip. I hope your house burns down. Yeah. Then Got gulps it. the rest down. Then, like. then it takes the rest down and slams the glass on the table. Perfect. Very accurate diagnosis. Uh, clearly. There's precision out here. Yeah, I was going to say, you're very surgical with this. You've seen many or plenty uh, alcohols dis- uh, dispersed throughout these streets. Uh, and for that, we are also very grateful uh, for your expertise on this. So that is our, that is our final segment. What were you drinking? Um, again, thank you so much for coming through. Thank and, you for uh, having me, man. This, share- has been, this has been a ball. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed your time here, sir. Um, now, uh, before we get out of here, um, do you have anything you want to plug? Any social media? Anything going on? Uh, if you enjoy the voice that you're hearing, uh, you can follow me 
on Instagram, that's black underscore D-A-D-A. Uh, black Dada, that's that's what we go by out here. In these uh, streets. And, I mean, I run a couple weekly shows here in the city, so you can check us out at Horseplay Comedy. That's just Horseplay Comedy, all one word. Uh, we'll be sure to get Mr. Search on the show ASAP. Uh, Appreciate that. But, yeah, the show is a really good time. Uh, I hate to say it's the best one in New York, but it's the best one in New York. <laughs> it's the best comedy Any show. comic, anybody out there that wants to talk about it, come see me. Slide in my DMs. See me about this. I hope it goes in the other inbox, and I'll pretend like I never saw it. Uh, <laughs> yes, that well, happens a lot. Well, I will. I will say this: I did come to that show. I did hang out there, and I did enjoy the show. I had a great time chilling there. Thank um, you. They had very good vibes uh, as well. So, uh, yes, go check all that shit out, uh, Khalil. Thank you so much for coming through. Uh, again, we appreciate you uh, here at Open Bar Talk. And uh, on that note, if you want to come find me, uh, I'm at Jim Search. On all social media. You can go to gymsearchcomedy.com if you're looking for show dates and shit like that. Uh, if you want to email the show, uh, hit us up at openbartalk at gmail.com is a good place to uh, send, a, send a story along. Uh, you know, if you got something funny, uh, you might get on the air with it. Who knows? Life is crazy. Um, so, on that note, uh, we're going to get up out of here. Again, thank you so much uh, for coming through. It's almost 5 o'clock. I can start drinking, so I uh, can't wait. It, it's, uh, <laughs> it's almost that time. So, uh, of course, uh, listeners, be sure to put a water between each drink, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.